You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slap It Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see. What up, what up man, the Real Coach JB here, another Slap Dig Podcast coming at you. Brought to you by betonline.ag as you all know. Uh, let me pay the bills real quick. Come on YouTube as well. Make sure you follow my YouTube. Hit a like button when you watch this, and uh, I'll go live a few times next week. BetOnline.ag. Make sure you understand it's a proud slap dick sponsor. The month of June is heating up, and the t- and there's tons of exciting sports action. BetOnline is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sporting bet needs. Visit the website today, use your mobile device, and join and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So we got a new sponsor in the house, too, um, this week, and it's uh, Moink. M-O-I-N-K. They sent me a bunch of fucking meat, man. Chicken, some steaks. Um, I'm going to drop that ad here later on. Um, But this show's titled Misunderstood. I'm going to get into what that is. Oh, just drinking some coffee. and Had a banana, man. Don't mind me. Um... Trying to find this shit. But anyway, uh, Misunderstood is the name of this proud slap dicks podcast over on YouTube. Um, Misunderstood, man. It's going to get, I'm going to talk about it. Not only myself, but others. Um. Quote of the day, man. Let me get you into this thing, man. I wrote it up today. Um, Usually I wake up with shit on my mind. So, quote of the day. You can't talk about lofty expectations or goals around average people who don't want the same. They will think you're cocky, arrogant, and just a bragger. Hey, man, long quote, but that is the realest shit I could tell you today because I told you I had an interview, right? And word got back that I was just too risky, arrogant, and my expectations were too lofty. Whatever the fuck that means. And if you don't think that's being misunderstood, then there is a fucking universal problem in America, in the world. I'm just telling you. You can't talk about lofty expectations and high goals around average folks. They will point the finger and think that you are the one that's fucked up. <laughs> that's not the case. I wasn't being arrogant. I was being honest. I was telling them this is what we need to do to succeed. I'm not saying I'm jumping over your protocols or I'm going to out alpha you, Mr. Athletic Director or President or whoever. I never came at them like that at all. But see, you have this predetermined evaluation of me because you got to see me on a show where you don't know these other applicants and you're meeting them for the first time. This happens every day in life. I don't give a fuck what job you're interviewing for, what you're doing in life, what workplace you're at. People are going to judge you or for something you've done and they're going to predetermine and you're going to already be facing a uphill battle because of pre-existing things on your resume or things that they've seen you do or heard about you doing quote unquote they heard you do they quote they who the fuck are they anyway them they said they said jb crazy as motherfucker them them they 
who are they? Like, you guys have degrees to be self-sufficient and evaluate someone on your own accord. Don't some of these presidents have doctorate degrees? Well, mo- all do, and if you're a college president, but unless you're a private school, maybe. But don't they have fucking doctorate degrees? Like I talked about on Pat McAfee's show, like, you're depending on he say, she say, rhetoric and ploys from other folks like you're talking about being judgmental holy fuck stereotype is a motherfucker man i'm just telling you it's crazy so i'm finishing up a credential all right in this show i have no nothing written down uh <laughs> i have nothing written down i don't have anything that I thought about today. It was a Sunday. I didn't really, I don't usually do a show. I was like, I'm going to do a show, man. Fuck it. It's like 100 degrees already at 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning. But misunderstood just hit me thinking some, there's some things that there's so many fucking avenues I can go with this. But anyway, being misunderstood is, I believe the quote, Matches being misunderstood to a T. You can't talk about shit that you've done, seen, or expect around normal average folks who don't have any drive, want, or expectations higher than the average norm for themselves. They look at you like you're yellow. And that's the problem in t- with today. I'm just telling you. Our parents, our coaches, our teachers, our mentors have allowed our kids to take and accept average mediocrity and think that is the norm. So they'll never push themselves to run towards that cliff edge and instead of thinking they're going to fall off, fly away. They'll never have that mindset. Oh, fuck, if I go, I'm going to fall and die. Myself thinks I'm going to fucking go run and fly off. There's a huge difference in mindset. We're so simple-minded and narrow-minded now in today's fucking world. And then I was talking to someone yesterday because they asked me to come speak to their management team. I was like, yeah, but are they going to allow me to be myself? Do they want to hear the real shit or do they want a political fucking figure to come in there and tell them the shit that's already <laughs> you can Google? Because you can't Google my shit. My shit is going to be the shit that you don't want to, that you need to hear, but you don't want to hear. See, there's a difference. And it's not a personal attack on anyone. People think that it's some personal attack when I talk. Don't, don't judge me by the projection of my voice. There's too many, like I wrote, I wrote on my, this is the podcast thing, but I wrote on my header on this podcast uh, when it goes up later. And basically it says, misunderstood is the common denominator that begins all arguments and disagreements. Being misunderstood is the common denominator that begins all arguments and disagreements. We are so simple-minded that we cannot look beyond the projection of someone's fucking voice and the message from afar. Like they, you want to judge me from afar. You hear me, you hear my projection, and you think, oh, this is not much just yelling at everybody. It's just misunderstandings cause breakups, fights, drama that should never exist. And because you're so narrow minded and simple minded that you can't peel back any layers to say, man, that's, 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 that's just a. Uh, it's just a rhetoric. That's just him talking. That ain't even really, you don't even, you don't get the message he's trying to relay to these kids or these people or these grown-ups or whoever it may be who I speak to. I'm not out here calling you a cowardly cunt bitch in your face unless you are one, but I'm not calling you one in a, in a public setting when I speak just because I'm yelling, got a little louder voice than you. Maybe you call it aggressive, whatever you want to call it. Alpha, he's an alpha. he just wants to be alpha. Nah, I don't give a fuck about an alpha. I don't even know what that is. 
the bottom line is people are misunderstood every day and it has caused a huge segregated fucking boundary line between a bunch of different people humans i'm just telling you and in the lack of having the lack of interaction um also you know hurts like i talked about last couple shows ago we don't have any interaction no more because we fucking order everything doordash and don't go out and go. I told you I went shopping that day. I did go shopping. I'm going shopping again right now because I'm going to cook something tonight. So being misunderstood um, has been happening for centuries. From fucking Aristotle, Socrates to fucking the fucking painter, the, the world famous painter. Like this shit's been ha- What's his name? Fuck. I'm drawing a blank. You know, I just talk. That this shit's been happening. People have been mis- misunderstood forever. And it's caused hangings. It's caused beheadings. It's caused wars. It's caused battles. It's caused divorces. It's caused fights. It's caused firings. It's caused loss of friendship. It's caused drama. Stress that people probably normally wouldn't have. And I found an article, man, and I'm just going to break down because, you know, obviously we know how misunderstood. Well, I feel I'm misunderstood. See, you're going to be over there saying, you know me, and this is how it is. But at the same time, I feel I'm misunderstood because you don't know me. Everybody that knows me will tell you, like, shit, JB, give his shirt off his back. He'll fucking cook for us, barbecue for us. I mean, shit, I got to turn my phone off. I'm having, I'm having a, uh, a whiskey relaunch party and, uh, kind of like a, kind of like a sort of a, a housewarming party. I don't know if it's what you want to call it, but. Um, in July, and uh, so you don't think I've invited a bunch of people like friends, and you don't think I take care of them, and you don't think I've been doing that for a long fucking time for all my players, coaches, whoever. But you think I'm a motherfucker running around just yelling at little babies in Walmart. See, that's the difference. I'm misunderstood because you judge me from what you see from afar and the projection of my voice. And how many people are out there like that, that you've misjudged or what have you? Floyd Mayweather, I think, I don't know, I've heard he's a piece of shit because he's had how many, I don't know, rape allegations, domestic violence, whatever it may be. I don't know. I don't want to even put my foot in my mouth. I don't know the charges because I don't really like what he does. I don't really pay attention. I'm not a boxing fan, A. Uh, you know, obviously, I grew up with Mike Tyson and Holyfield and all them, so we watched it. But that's when boxing was boxing. Then MMA hit, and it became so big, and it, boxing fell so bad. And uh, I don't believe it's ever recovered. Boxing's just been bad. Tyson Fury's the best boxer in the world. And, I mean, fuck. I don't know how good that dude really is. Um, But black folks hate Mayweather more than any other human being. Black folks hate LeBron James more than any other black folk. (laughs) Like, he's the most hated black person out there and he's never been accused of anything other than possibly choking at the free throw line or not being able to hit a big time shot when it mattered or I don't know whatever else you wanted to say about the man everything he's done off the court has been stand up grade A for mostly black kids right he's hated because of what he does on a basketball court Have you ever let that sink into your little, narrow, fucking simple minds? 
you hated Kobe Bryant because everybody thought he threw salt at Shaq. <laughs> like, you're the most simple-minded motherfuckers I've ever been across. And, I, and this is my homeboys that I get into fights and arguments with about. And I shut it down every time by saying this. Hold on. Kobe's not the best because he got into it with Shaq off the court. That's how you rank your best basketball players. You got to be shitting me. I literally have heard people say Kobe ain't top two, three, four because he was an asshole. He was a bitch. He did this. He did that. I said, time out. You're judging a cat <laughs> that is the best at his pers- uh, sport in his generation because uh, what he did off the court, time out. Are you his homeboy? Do you know fucking Kobe Bryant? Do you guys know LeBron James personally? To hate LeBron James on Twitter and social media because you think he is some guy that's out here doing whatever he does blows my fucking mind. How about you judge him from what he does on the basketball court? Because you guys don't know him. You don't know this motherfucker. You all act like you're his homeboy. It blows my mind the audacity of human beings that are either so jealous. I call it jealous one's envy because they're so jealous and it's called little dick syndrome. We talked about this before, but small dick syndrome is a real thing. All right. Just so we're clear. It gives you a complex and when you see someone else doing something better than you or thought of something you never thought of, you instantly hate, throw shade, salt up his game, do whatever you got to do. And it blows my mind. And so then becomes this tarnished resume that on the top of it should read misunderstood because that's what it is. Because all the hate over years and time becomes a ploy or, I don't know, a rhetoric or it's a stereotype, I guess. And it becomes cemented into history. A fallacy is cemented into history from an allegation or an assumption. And now you are misunderstood forever. Because of some social media tweets in the last 10 years. And you may not have even ever been around the motherfucker. This white bitch tells LeBron, shut up and dribble. Because he comes out and uses his platform. Like I believe some people should when they have that platform. Unlike the Stephen A. Smiths of the world who come out and. Again, come out and bash. The NBA and the black players that play the game. For allowing and accepting what I always talk about, recyclable coaching hires, right? He comes out the other day and has one of his temper tantrums with his fucking hairline that starts on his back of his neck. He comes out and starts to talk and talks, this is unbelievable, it's blasphemous, and all these fucking words, right, that no one understands. And he comes out and says this shit because Portland's entertaining hiring Mike D'Antoni. I talked about this shit the other day. I said, listen, it's a recyclable business. It's... Who we know and who knows us. And he's out bashing again. But you didn't bash no one when fucking the Nets hired Steve Nash. Because Steve Nash is your boy. And it's unbelievable and it's crazy how you pick and choose who you want to talk shit about. Steve Nash, last time I checked, is a white boy. Not only is he a white boy, he's a Canadian white boy. Not even from the fucking U.S., Have you ever fucking said that, motherfucker? But nah, you want to talk shit about everybody else. Hold up. You didn't talk shit about Steve Nash. You say he's a great player. Kids, players love him. You great hire. Players respect him. KD and Kyrie asked for Steve Nash. You didn't have a problem with that, huh? Hey, motherfucker. Bash Dame Lillard. He asked for Jason Kidd. 
Bass Jason Kidd, another black man who turned down the gig. I haven't heard you say that shit, you fake fuck. Fake motherfucker. I don't know if you guys saw L. Duncan gets on Twitter and hits me up back up after I posted a tweet after I did my show. She hit me up on Twitter and uh, said that she don't believe Bruce Brown really cares about her tweet and clowning him because he's in the middle of a playoff game. I guarantee you Bruce Brown saw it, heard about it, people showed him, etc. And it it doesn't see it doesn't matter what you think. See again, you misunderstood. This motherfucker has to interview sometime somewhere in ESPN. I would never give you a fucking squirt of piss. It's all good and fun and games until that until you need the motherfucker. I simply said it's funny how media people clown athletes and then expect them to be super courteous, generous, and smiles when they need something. And forget all the shit we talked about you two days a month, three years ago. Let's forget all that. Oh, that's just my job. So your job... My reputation and resume has to fucking take a hit because it's your job to report bullshit. (laughs) That's the fucking crazy shit to me. But I don't know. Can't talk about lofty expectations and goals to average folks. They think you're arrogant, cocky, and bragging. I, I don't believe there's any realer statement I've ever made in that one. I don't know. But... But listen, I found an article, all right? Let me give you the author's name. Emily Estefani Smith, all right? She has a book called No One Understands You and What to Do About It, all right? So I'm probably going to get this book. So I'm reading it online, and uh, she talks about Basically, misunderstood people, misunderstanding how people so quickly misunderstand someone. And instead of asking them if it's true, you assume that it is and you spread rumors and it gets trickles down and it continues to go. And everyone now thinks that you are what was assumed from the first person. But if the first fucking person that assumed something would have asked you, hey, Tim, you mad at us? No, not at all. This is just my focused face. I have no, I don't know you guys. I'm just focused and listening and taking everything in. Oh, okay, cool. I thought you were mad. Instead of that simple thing, engagement, interaction, instead of that, what happens is that motherfucking coward goes and says to Johnny next door at lunch, man, Tim's fucking asshole. That motherfucker was just staring me down the whole fucking time. And that motherfucker thought, I, you know, I was like, damn, all right, fuck it. So now Tim is the biggest asshole in the workplace. When really, he's a fucking family man at home, the nicest dude ever fucking sitting around and is just taking the shit in to be better than you are at your own job. <laughs> But you assume that this motherfucker is an asshole because this motherfucker was focused. So you guys can judge fucking Chucky, John Gruden, because he has a Chucky face and everybody calls him Chucky and everybody thinks it's fun and games and da da da. And is he either he's an asshole to a lot and he's a fucking clown to a lot of others. So which one is it? Like you guys can take that face and be cool with it. He makes ten million dollars a year, by the way. But then you can bash me because I use a certain tone or a certain voice projection, a couple cuss words that you don't think is appropriate, but nobody asked you, <laughs> you don't work in my shoes. You're not, we don't wear my shoes. You don't help the people I help. Got into it with some dude off subject. He asked, you know, he, he tweets out this thing. He's a college coach, by the way. And he basically tells all of these high school kids and youth coaches, coaches, please stop running wing T triple option offense. It doesn't relate to college. <laughs> First of all, it's the most fucking retarded. Uh, I can't say that word. It's the most asinine fucking statement I've ever heard. 
Secondly, I simply replied to the originator of the tweet. I disagree. I said 90% of colleges offense is our triple option. You either hand the football or pull it. You either hand the football or throw it off a secondary defender. One of them's double, one of them's triple. RPOs is triple option, just so we're clear. Double option is reading one player and pulling it, and then you have triple option with option phase with it with another player. So there's, tr- there's many ways now, but everyone's doing it, and I don't know what he's saying. He's trying to say that only the military schools run wing T. So he's so ignorant and misunderstood that he believes a formation – Wing T is a scheme. It's not a scheme. Wing T is a formation. The scheme is being ran in by everybody. So it tells me that Auburn, when Gus Malzahn was there, didn't run fucking pin and pull buck sweep every chance they got. That's old school wing T premise in the shotgun. It's the only thing that changed. We're in the gun now. So I basically explain this. This guy gets on there and he's like, that's why you're not coaching. And do do do. that's why you inherited a school with a bunch of players, D1 kids, and that's all it was. You didn't, you didn't develop anyone. <laughs> I said, I inherited a school with D1 players? When I got the job, buddy, the school hadn't had a D1 kid in five years. I had 101 in three years. But see, that's the people just... They, they see a show. They don't know. And this is a college guy. Not a college. This guy that responded is not. He's one of these Quincy Avery fucks, you know, these quarterback fucking trainers, seven on seven. He thinks seven on seven is real football. He would be the seven on seven coach of the year if it existed. He thinks he's the best shit going. Seven on seven is the best thing going. Again, this fuck's misunderstood because he's ignorant and doesn't want to really go and let clinic and he don't really know football, but he's going to try to go on. I told him, I said, let's do a versus. Let's start a versus battle and I will do chalk talks. We'll put five grand. I said, let's put five grand on the table, motherfucker. You want to talk and bla- let's, you know more than me. Blast me out. I'll, I, I gave you the platform, dog. Let's go on Zoom in front of the world. We'll do a chalk talk session. And we'll put 5K on it. Let the crowd or the voters be the, be the watchers, other coaches, whoever. And let's talk. I bet you don't even know what a fucking four eye is. I bet you don't know gap responsibility. I bet you couldn't fucking draw up three pass co- or three fucking pass protections versus three different fronts. Just with those things right there. I would bet dollars to dimes you couldn't do either one of those. But you want to talk like you know football. Shut the fuck up. You know seven on seven, motherfucker. You're a fucking waste. You're, you're wasting these kids' money. You're another Quincy Avery. But anyway, going on to being misunderstood. About, sorry for my rant, but this is what this show is. Sundays, I kind of just talk. Talk shit. I had a show the other day talking to just be heard. That's what I'm doing today. I fucking apologize to all my fans. But anyway, I want to read you this little thing because... She's pretty right on about it. So, we met a few times with this guy named Tim. Tim's team got a very difficult message from the one he intended to send. After a few weeks of meetings, one team member finally summoned up the courage to ask this guy the question that had been on everyone's mind. The question was, Tim, are you angry with us right now? When Tim explained that he wasn't at all angry... That he was just putting on his active listening face. His, co- his colleague gently explained that his active listening face looked a lot like his angry face. So this social psychologist at Columbia Business School, who has extensively researched how people perceive one another, Tim's story captures one of the primary problems of being human. Try through... Try, though, you might, it it says try, you might come across in a certain way to others. People often perceive you in an altogether different way. That's all I'm trying to say. But he said, one person may think, for example, that you're offering help to a colleague. 
She has come across as generous, but her colleague may interpret her offer as a lack of faith in your ability. Just as he misunderstands her, she misunderstands him. She offered him help because she thought he was overworked and stressed. He has, after all, been showing up to work and going home late every day. But that's not why she keeps strange, he keeping, he's keeping strange hours. He just works best when the office is less crowded. He might be a fucking ADHD cat like me and wants to be alone. But just let that sink in. Your active listening face looks a lot like your angry face. Let's run with that and judge you based on that alone. Instead of ever asking me a fucking question. Don't ever ask me anything. Let's just assume that's what it is. And now you've labeled me this guy. And now I'm the fucking asshole in the office. How many fucking times have you seen or heard about something like this? And now you can't go, no, 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 no. Because when you go, no, 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 no. It's three years later. Your resume's been written. And I don't know what you do about that. I'm just being honest. This is like a psychology fucking class podcast today. You guys got to stay tuned on this motherfucker. Some of you guys might not watch it because it might be really bored. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. Misunderstood, man. I just thought there's a lot. I'm not going to read you this fucking thing. So, um, but it's a, you know, shit. We have too many fucking perceivers in this world. Just being honest. You perceive me as such. You perceive me, him as this. Her is that. Quit perceiving, motherfuckers. Ask a question, man. I don't know. What do I know? Shit. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut, man. And, you know, got a bunch of slapdick dogs. How's Biden doing? Does anyone know how Biden is doing as far as... uh? What's his rating and shit? What's his like? Is he got like? Does he have like? Uh, you know, worst president rating, best president rating. Like, do we know how he's doing or anything? I'm just wondering. I know people are mad that he's fucking laid off a bunch of motherfuckers that. To bring in some international cats. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not in politics, man. I don't give a fuck. Um, Lakers talking about getting rid of Kuzma. I hope they do, man. I hope they get rid of everybody on the roster. AD's hurt. I mean, he's not going to be the same. Now, they'll have four months off. They'll, get, they'll come back and be barn burners again. They'll be the number one seed until someone gets hurt. But who are they going to get... So when these motherfuckers get hurt, they have another dude. You better go after, you better get rid of Schroeder, Kuzma. I think Kuzma will be someone who want him and get something out of that. I think you can get something out of Schroeder straight out. He needs to go. See, you got to, there's big fish in little ponds. And then there's, there's big fish in big ponds. When you're a big fish in big ponds, you're just average. You're the average Joe. And when you're a big fish in a little pond, my point being Schroeder was in Oklahoma City and he was a big fish in a little pond. He's came to LA, he's a he was a big fish, but now he's a small fish in a big pond and he's an average Joe. See, he thought he was big fish in big pond. He came over here and was like, I'm big fish. You're in a pond of fish much bigger than you and you couldn't handle it. And you were fending for yourself instead of being the big badass wolf. And you're garbage. You're a little blonde fucking bleach mark on your hair. And you and Kuzma go to the same fucking barber. How do you worry about making a fucking free throw and a jump shot, motherfucker? You turned down $84 million because you thought you were better than that? Please. You fucked up. You know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> you know you done fucked up, right? 
my Bernie Mac voice, man. So, anyway, I think the Lakers are going to go good some. Now, you know, CP3 is this rumor because LeBron and him are best friends. CP3, but now you got a, you got a fucking wheelchair league going on. You got LeBron who's fucking 36. CP3 who's 36, 37. You're going to have an AD guy that's crippled. Shit. I mean, can we get some youth in this motherfucker? You want to bring Dame Lillard and you got Steph Curry's at a rumor. They want to come to L.A. for whatever reason because of their business opportunities. Fuck, man. Google and shit's in Oakland. Fuck. Who knows? The Clippers. Down 0-2 to Utah. They win last night. They're 2-1. They're down 2-1. I don't know, man. Phoenix is playing better than any basketball team in the world, I believe. Monty Williams has that motherfucker going. But but Thibodeau is the coach of the year. <laughs> MVP, it goes to the motherfucker that dominates the season. You know, Joker had an MVP night the other night, and they got blown out. But, like, he's running the point. Like, come on. And he's shooting threes. He was 0 for 4 from 3 at one point. And I'm sitting there thinking... You're the most dominant big man in the NBA, supposedly. You won the MVP. Why aren't you in the post? Slowing the game down. Getting offensive rebounds, which you do and did great that night. I mean, fuck, you had like 30, 20, and 10 or some shit. Triple-double with 30, 20, and 10. 20 rebounds, 10 assists. But his quick jump shot as a seven-footer, guess who? When you shoot a three, unless you're fucking Superman, you're not coming down in there and getting the rebound either. So you don't have any other big men on your team. I'm not a basketball coach, but goddamn. How about you go to the post, feed him in and out, in and out, in and out, take a high-percentage shot, and slow the game down because Utah's just coming down with fucking Clarkson, Mitchell, and... Killing your asses and outscoring you, and you're fucked. You're running the point, Joker. Like, come on, Malone, whatever the head coach's name is. I don't know. But I believe Utah's going to play Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to go to the finals against either Philly or Brooklyn. I don't know. Danny Green, my boy, got hurt. I think he's out for a while. Uh, that hurts because that's a winning pedigree motherfucker right there. I don't give a fuck what you say. That dude's a winner. He still can play defense and still can hit threes. And that's vital. And I don't think, if, if anyone says he's not going to be missed in this playoff uh, for Philly, you guys are fucking mistaken. And if Embiid is healthy, I think they have a shot to beat uh, Brooklyn. But if not, I don't know. See, all these people think Harden, as Harden goes, Brooklyn goes. See, I think as KD goes, Brooklyn goes. That's just me. Um, I think Brooklyn's going to go as far as they'll go with Harden as without. I think they're the same team because those other two figure it out. And the third guy, Bruce Brown, who fucking Skeletor, uh, you know, made fun of L. Duncan. Um, Bruce Brown's a star in the making. You got fucking Joe Harris who can hit threes. Blake Griffin's become all of a sudden found the fountain of youth. He's averaging like 30 fantasy points a night for me uh, on DraftKings. But I don't know. It is what it is. Shit. But I saw, and I'm just talking. I saw a, a, a phrase used and I, when I was talking about this misunderstanding shit. Thinking fast and slow serve as two different kinds of reasoning. One is processing information quickly, intuitively, and automatically. And it's at work. And also, I believe it uses shortcuts. You're using a shortcut in your life when you just think fucking irrationally. You just, you're the perceiver. Remember, just understand, we're the perceivers of other motherfuckers. We're perceiving that you are this way, you are that way. Because 
This motherfucker was tuned in. I'm watching on YouTube. I'm tuned in listening to you. And you thought I was angry and an asshole. Now, let me ask you, let me show this way. So if I'm tuned into you and I'm like, just turn my head, kick back in the chair. I'm, I'm posted back in the chair, chilling. Then I'm a what? I'm disengaged, disrespectful motherfucker. <laughs> so what's one do you want? How about you ask me afterwards and I tell you my rationale and then we ha- come to a common denominator without you running and telling mommy and daddy on me like a little snitch ass bitch you are. Too, too many of those floating around people. I'm just telling you. I was asked, like I started telling you earlier, I was asked to go speak to a leadership group. And I asked the lady who asked me, I said, does your administrator and president and principal think, do they want the real or do they want the fake? Because I said, I'm not coming to do the fake. I'm coming to do the real. So I want to make sure you know what you're paying for. And she's like, oh, shit, I'm going to let me find out. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Because once you say that shit, I could be taking money and not tell them. And then guess what? I'll be labeled as Oh, this guy came in, motherfucked us. See, it's not it's not about motherfucking you either. It's it's just the bottom line is the truth doesn't always want to be heard, but needs to be heard. So we don't we don't we don't have we don't have enough people that need to hear the truth. They I was arrogant and risky because I told a panel the truth. A panel that had no clue about football, by the way. Have no not a clue how to run a football program or how to build relationship with kids or how to get kids where they could not get themselves. Not one person on that committee could do that. But yet, they're deciding who's going to be the coach for their, for their institution. And I came off as, well, and I didn't come off. In their minds, I am cocky, arrogant, and risky. Well, that was already preconceived. I tell you people all the time on my coaching one-on-one show, interviews are priceless. Take them. But just understand they're already predetermined, 99.9% of them. The hire is already predetermined. They're going through a process so HR doesn't get sued and they don't have this misunderstanding of running a politically favoriting institution or hiring process, right? Man, they play politics. You always hear kids, they pay, they pay, pay politics. They play favorites. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm partial to winning. I like to play the favorite motherfucker that makes me win games. Um, I never understood the politics part when kids say that shit. <laughs> That's like the scapegoat. That's their number one uh, escape word, politics. You play favorites. So you're telling me that the coach is going to play a guy that's not as good as you. So he can play politics or play favorites, as you say. And lose games. He wants to lose with the lesser talented player. That's what. I mean, make sure we're clear here. You playing favorites means <laughs> I'm going to play the you're better than the guy you're saying. So I'm playing him because it's a favorites. And uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, guys. You sound like a bunch of fucking slapdicks to me. They say OBJ looks great after knee surgery. Curious. I guess he stays in Cleveland. I don't know. Um. Who knows? I want to bet on DraftKings or on Bet Online today. Bet Online, how many seconds it takes Giannis to shoot a fucking free throw? That's what I want to do. 
I want to see how long it takes Giannis to shoot a fucking free throw. You can't tell me you're not a mental mental midget if you're sitting up there waiting to fucking shoot a foot basketball with your elbow pointed to the stands and it takes you 15 seconds. (laughs) Usain Bolt runs a 100-meter dash faster than you shoot a free throw. It's unfucking believable Shoot the fucking ball. Quit thinking so fucking much. And let's move on. Holy shit. We got a bunch of fucking slapdicks out here, man, that are just, they, they let their brain fuck with their, just like back in the day, you, your little head used to outthink your big head. They used to tell us all that. Well, your big head's outthinking fucking everyone else's fucking big head out here because you're a fucking mental midget and you can't figure out to fucking throw or shoot the fucking basketball in a timely fashion. Have you guys heard the story about, uh, now this is a, you can treat this as being misunderstood or we don't know the real, right? But Le'Veon Bell said, I'd retire before playing for Andy Reid again. Did you guys hear this one? Well, retire, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) please retire. So all these other young kids don't see another shitbird like you who couldn't do it in New New York, couldn't do it in Pittsburgh. It's everyone else's fucking fault. And now Andy fucking Reid gives you a chance, a shot. After you've been labeled a fucking cancer, he gives you a shot. And you shit on the man who puts you on a Super Bowl contending team. Un-fucking-believable, the audacity, the fucking disrespect of these dumb fucks blows my fucking mind. I'd retire before playing for Reed again, he said. I would, if I was Andy Reed, I'd said that motherfucker, you need to fucking retire Yesterday, motherfucker, get your ungrateful bitch ass up out of this league then. Because all the little kids watching your bitch ass is now thinking that that's the way to be. You fucking disregarding motherfucker. Disregard the fucking shot that he gave you. You fucking disrespect the game. You fucking, you're just a bitch. These motherfuckers are bitches. And if I was on his team, I'd have called him that. And see, nobody will call him that because it's cool now. It's cool. Ah, you clown it on Twitter. You, you go on Twitter to say it. Why don't you call Andy Reid and tell that motherfucker? Because you don't have no balls. You just talk. You're a big bad wolf. You're full of shit. You couldn't even fucking do it in New, in the for the Jets. Remember, everything was the Jets' fault. And so then you go to the Chiefs and everything's the Chiefs' fault now. Wow. I wouldn't give this motherfucker another chance, NFL. Fuck him. If you anyone knows Andy Reid and what he does for kid, players and coaches, then that is the biggest slap in the fucking face to a person who tries to help not only black folks in the coaching profession, just like Bruce Arians does, but players and second chances. Wow. Now, Andy Reid's son's all fucked up. And uh, we know that. But, I mean, shit, man. You're a grown-ass man. But, you know, remember nepotism doesn't exist. <laughs> remember nepotism don't exist in the in the workplace? I remember that motherfucker on Football Scoop tried to say that shit. That shit was comical. Um. I don't know. I'd retire again. I'd retire. Motherfucker, you need to retire fast and in a hurry. You soft ass. What a joke. Disrespectful fuck. Crazy. I don't know. Did you see the fucking viral video of the cop who basically flips the car with the lady in Arkansas and she's, uh, I think she was pregnant. Um, what a cowardly cunt fuck he was. That's why, you know, that's why NWA made a song, motherfuckers. Fuck the police. <laughs> that's why they made a song because of motherfuckers like you. I love certain, a lot of cops I know, I love them. 
There's a lot of fucking idiots out there. I got a good friend who's a fucking sheriff who talks about how fucked up a bunch of cops in his own fucking um, precinct are. So I know they are. There's a lot of good ones too now. But that's like everything in the world. So there's a lot of good NFL players who respect the game and the coaches and love it. And then there's these shitbirds, Le'Veon Bales of the world and all these motherfuckers, these enabled fucks. And then you'll come out and he'll get defended by a bunch of players. Oh, he didn't get paid anyway. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You don't get paid because that's who you are, motherfucker. They know who you are and you're a running back. There's a dime a dozen. You're a dime a dozen. You're a running back. You got in the, to the Chiefs midseason. You expect to just come in and you actually played more than I thought you would. I bet you dollars and dimes you wouldn't go tell Eric Bieniemy that shit. Eric Bieniemy will beat the fuck out of you, and I know it. <laughs> you scary fucking cunt. Anyway, man, hey, it's Sunday, brother. It's church day. If that's what you do, I don't know what you do. I don't give a fuck what you do. But just do it better, and uh, we'll all be better for it. Hey, man, it's the real coach, JB, the pups, the dogs, slapdick bullies, you name it, slapdick whiskey. If you want to buy my book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, Venmo me, Coach JB12, 30 bucks. I'll sign it, personalize it, and uh, send it to you. Slapdickinc.com, my whiskey. Check it out. Like I said, it'll be in some states here July 1st. And uh, I'm all stuffed up, man. I got to go smoke a cigar or something. Hey, man, it's been a great day. It's a great day to have a great fucking day. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance to do it. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Codes, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man.